0: Welcome to the Nicholas Natalie Show. Today on the podcast, guest Morgan Justice. She's a model, singer, and songwriter. She's known for her two albums, Artificial Royality and Social Life. She's modeled for Teen Hearts, Amma Bikinis, and many more. This week's riddle, Why Can't a Nose Be 12 Inches Long? Well, tune in to the end of the podcast and you can find out. Head on over to nicholasintali.com forward slash shop for the new Let's Get Yoked tank tops. Maybe if some of you buy these, you'll actually start training your legs for once, so do it. Leave a five-star review and become the reviewer of the week. We're trying to get to 100 five-star reviews and fast. As always, this episode is sponsored by Little Webby, LLC at littlewebby.com. Creates the best darn custom software, websites, and mobile applications. Fill out their contact form, Http. A uh, colon forward slash shash littlewebby.com. Say we sent you for a free 30 minute consultation. As always, I'm the intern. You're the listener. This is Nick.
1: Hello and welcome. This is the Nicholas Natalie Show. I am your host, Nicholas Natalie. Today we have the most special guest, Morgan Justice. Morgan, season's greetings.
2: Hello, guys. It's super great talking to you guys.
1: <laughs> I'm pumped you're here. I, um, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna dive right into it.
3: Yeah. And I'm actually,
1: I'm actually gonna take a shot in the dark here, because I think you're wearing a sweatshirt with dancers' names on it. Is that correct? <laughs> Am I right there?
2: You are false. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. Was so off.
2: It's a, it's a sweatshirt, but it actually has every single designer brand on it. And it's actually not a designer jacket. It's just... Black.
1: Oh, <laughs> nice. That's what we're all about, fraudulent. Yes.
2: One of a kind. One of a kind.
1: <laughs> anyway, well, since I missed with a terrible segue, I'm gonna try to get there anyway. Here's what I wanna know. You danced competitively, competitively mm-hmm. for twelve years, but you grew up in Temecula, California. How in the world do you get into dancing <laughs> in Temecula, California?
2: Um, well let's see. I don't, well, actually, Temecula has a dance company called TDC, Temecula Dance Company. And they actually travel with a lot of, like, the big guys. And, I mean, you're right, though. Like, Temecula is super boring and crappy. But what else is there to do but dance? Right. So the high school teams were super, super, like, really, really talented. And it was always my dream to be on it. So I can say that Temecula has some, some – potential with dance but me personally growing up i -hmm. just loved ballet since i was a little girl and i actually just stuck with it and it became like a total passion until that passion died
1: (laughs) oh well well hold on it isn't it sounded like It didn't die, right? It sounded like you you got injured or something. Yeah. Something catastrophic happened. I don't know if it's catastrophic. It might be. What what happened? How did it come to a close?
2: You know, it actually kind of changed my life. And, you know, I feel like in sports, everybody has injuries. But this one was just like, it was like the wake-up call that was like, Morgan, the dog days are over. Like, you got to move on. So, as a... I was obviously dancing, and um, yeah. and there was just this one dance move that was pretty difficult, and I was trying out for a dance team, so I wanted to use that trick because I was really good oh, at it. So I yeah. wanted me being me in high school to show off a little bit, right? To like make yeah. the team. Yeah,
1: uh, but you got to bring your. Your a game.
2: Yes, but I definitely hyperextended. I snapped my hip in half, uh, in front catastrophic. of catastrophic. Yeah, like in front of everyone. It actually like dislocated, Ugh. and then I freaked out. So I slammed my foot back to the ground and went back in the socket so hard it fractured. So um, yeah, it was great. I also ripped like all the tendons, so I wasn't able to do any kind of dance for like six months and pretty much was kicked off cheer and dance and it became the uh the part of my life where I was like all right let's find the next big thing you know
1: (laughs) oh my gosh what was the move what were you what was the attempt
2: um it was actually it's it's called arabesque but I kind of like took the arabesque and kind of flipped it into what is called an illusion so pretty much you your leg is at a 180 degree angle like complete straight up and down toes yeah. pointed and then you kind of spin while in that mm-hmm. uh it's kind of hard to explain but it is actually a very difficult dance move and I was super cocky in high school and mm-hmm. I wanted to show off and you know things backfired so
1: yeah,
2: yeah. But, but you went
1: for it you know you did
3: you
2: oh can't, yeah you
1: can't. I guess you can't knock yourself for going for it, you know. Like yeah. to make the team is not a bad thing. You gotta, um, you gotta get in your goodie bag with that type, type of
2: stuff. And you know what's funny is I made the team. <laughs> 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 I really did. I actually still made the team, um, but I couldn't do anything. So I was like, well, that I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing that I made the team. So it was torture. But you know what? I mean, during those annoying times on my crutches, I became more interested in playing the piano. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... Hit it me. Was, yeah, it, it just became... I don't know. Like I was in such a dark time, you know, that like dance was my dream. I wanted to go to, you know, Juilliard and I wanted the scholarships and I danced six hours a night and point with a Russian Mm -hmm. ballet teacher. Like I was 100% focused on dance. And, um, but you know, that became, that kind of like triggered my life into like straight depression. Like, it just kind of, like, sucked, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what I would do was I would just sit at my piano and I would write poems. And they were, you know, weirdly, oddly depressing. So, but you know what? It became, like, my outlet. And I actually seriously fell in love with the art of writing music. And yeah. That was like the turning point. I was like, "All right, screw dance.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is it." <laughs> but well,
2: I think that's
1: that's. I don't think it's odd that that is what it came to be because you have this thing that you're in love with, dedicating all your time to, and now you can't do it for a bit. Of course, that's that's devastating. Mm-hmm. But I think it's wonderful that you're able to find this outlet that turns into something great. But I do want to touch on the the dark times within that because it seems like not only was it this injury, but there were external influences as well as why things were not as hot as you wanted them to be
2: yeah are you kind of talking about like the high school experiences that have changed i am yeah Yeah. um okay i was actually kind of hoping we would talk about this because i feel like my entire career um i never really touched base on this or told anybody um but the reason why I have been what I am kind of like wanting to be something and really pushing towards it and trying to like prove to people that I did make it kind of thing which becomes extremely toxic but I you know in high school was given no chance into Mm wanting to be something you know like everybody kind of had this view on me in high school that I was just this bratty girl and I didn't understand you know at first it was just like catty girl drama right because everybody goes through that but then it became like social media and you know my house getting (laughs) vandalized and just like death threats and I didn't And, like, literally, like, if you go, like, there's no center point of why people really did that. There's no main cause, you know. And it became, like, popular to hate me kind of thing. It wasn't that I did anything. It was just, like, the joke, you know, of the city to be, like, oh, Morgan Justice, let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. like, oh, she's blah, blah, blah. And then it became popular to kind of bandwagon on that. So that, you know, for anybody would (laughs) kind of destroy you and kind of, yeah, it would make you feel like, oh, maybe you are doing something wrong or maybe it is your fault, you know. Um, But, you know, it took me three years to realize that, you know what, this is not even close to me. It is 100% them. Um, it became super physical and, you know, it really, like, especially when I broke my hip, there was, like, sometimes in the hallways where people thought it'd be funny to jump on my back because oh my gosh. people didn't oh. believe that I had truly broken my hip. They thought I was just on crutches for attention because, you know, you don't really wear a cast with a broken hip um and people would just jump on my back um the football players would kick my crutches uh and you know people would record it and like put it all over social media and it became like popular to retweet it and um you know as like a high schooler with like a protective father uh,
1: rightfully so it sounds like yeah
2: yeah you know my parents started losing their minds so um Yeah, I went homeschooled and I didn't really talk to literally anybody. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of like details that I could go into, but I feel like. Please
1: hit me with the details.
2: Um, well, I, it's, it's just like, okay. So when they kicked my crutches, um, people were recording it because they thought it would be funny. Right. Right. But. When my crutches went flying across the hallway, um, I lost my balance and I fell and I actually like tore more stuff because it was kind of starting to heal. But because it hurt so bad, I decided to crawl in fetal position (laughs) in a corner of the hallway And I was crying, but I didn't want anybody to see me crying because they were all recording it. Right. And pretty much they all posted it on Twitter. And it became this thing of, like, freshman first day of school, and it was Mm. me crying in a corner. And, you know, at first I was just like, they're so annoying, right? But then it went viral.
3: No way.
2: (laughs) Dude, like – You know, those like popular meme pages, like daddy issues and like Zodiac dot girls, you know, like they retweeted it and they have millions of followers. And that was just kind of like that was just one detail that I was just like, Mom, I don't know what's going on. Like my family was like my brother was getting bullied, like, you know, for being my brother and our family was getting harassed like if i went because i don't know why like it's funny yeah. to me like it's so random my parents are like we have no idea what the hell happened to you in high school but i mean me and my dad wanted to go out for coffee on a sunday threw my hair up in a bun had no makeup on had some sweats you know it's just me and sunday dad. come on
1: now yeah, yeah come on it's
2: just me and my dad on like you know a little coffee date like go out and get stuff you know and this old woman comes up to us, and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that there's um, a group of girls and their moms taking pictures of your daughter. And my dad was like, are you kidding? Like, this doesn't stop. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, My dad saw it for himself that I literally didn't do anything. I didn't even notice those girls were there, and they were still taking photos of me. And... Um, So my dad was like, oh, should I say something? I was like, dad, literally, like, I've learned, like, just walk away. Like, don't even say anything because that's what they want. If you just act like it doesn't bother you, they get pissed. Like, it pisses them off and you win. So we walked away. We got in the car and I was just like, you know, my feelings were hurt, obviously. But then I get, like, seven messages from, like, a bunch of girls And they're like, is this you? Like, oh, no, did you see what she posted? Like, all this stuff. And see, that's what I mean by catty girl drama. I feel like that's pretty popular with high schoolers, but Mm -hmm. it became the entire city. Yeah. Because it was funny, or people would ask to take pictures with me at the mall. Be like, oh, my God, can I take a picture with you? Like, Morgan Justice, you know? And turns out they were joking and mocking my name. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much my name became like a joke, like Morgan Justice was like popular to say at parties because everybody could just chime in on <laughs> things like random stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that became really hard. But you know what? That really jump started my music career completely. So
1: and you started diving into how those things made you feel into your lyrics and your type of music that you started creating.
2: Oh, yeah. like. But I'm,
1: I want to know more about how you respond. Because like, you stayed in high school until what grade? When did you start homeschooling?
2: Uh, Junior year. Uh, so you I,
1: stuck in there for three years. I want to yeah. know how the responses were for three years of that. That's, you know what? That's a lot
2: yeah and it was a lot and it definitely took a toll on me and my mental health but it became actually it kind of started to die down around sophomore year you know it's freshman year all the seniors are bullying the freshmen, obviously but um, they posted my face on twitter and was like biggest thought of 2018 oh and- man. I mean, you are you just get out of middle school, you know? Like, I don't even know what men are. I don't yeah. even – never even held a hand. Like, my parents were yeah. strict. Like, there's no way that anything they – like, it wasn't true. That's why I was like, what? So it was kind of like my face was on, like, the high school page as the main bad, like, freshman. So the second yeah. I walked into that school, everybody had, a, like, a view on me. You know what I mean? So – um you know freshman year was definitely the hardest i've ever gone through uh but you know around sophomore year it just started to become like they would just throw gum in my hair
1: (laughs) oh my gosh no
2: like yeah like i mean a girl dumped her pretzels in my backpack uh they just threw stuff at me in class and boys would make like dirty jokes that made me like super uncomfortable. So it it became less like social media, like hate, hate and more just like annoying. bowling. Yeah. And then around like the end of sophomore, early junior year, it became like everyone left me alone, but I mean, everybody like I had, zero friends and you know it's just it just it's like oh we're all grown up we don't have to bully her anymore and then i just fall off the face of the earth like yeah. it just you know that that will definitely ruin a girl um but you know i'm like really really glad it happened as weird as that is really Yeah. And like, like my friends now, whenever I tell them what happened, they're like, how are you so like confident? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what? Like, I'm honestly really glad it happened because I realized that people suck and there was something that they saw that I didn't. They, they saw something in me that was different from other people and most Mm -hmm. people would you know take that negatively like oh I'm getting bullied and and all this stuff but I was like they're targeting me but they're targeting me for a reason and it's Mm -hmm. up to me to figure out why like clearly they are threatened that's why they do that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. they're not happy with themselves so they bully others who you know have potential to do something or whatever you know yeah so I kind of took it all positively and I was like all right like this is good like (laughs) this is great like clearly I'm better than them so I need to figure out what I'm gonna do now you know so I really opened up my mind (laughs) dropped out of high school I like went homeschooled and everything and I started writing at first it started off with like the most depressing poems you will like ever hear in your life um and i would just write those at like lunch or break because i didn't have friends so i just write poems and but you know during my hip stages of brokenness (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. wow metaphorically and physically
2: (laughs) (laughs) literally i like i said started becoming like super fond of the piano and i started taking those poems and making them into songs um And from there, I kind of just started teaching myself piano. I just kind of like started teaching myself how to sing. And like, at first I was super shy about it, but it became like, I would never talk back to these bullies. I would never bully somebody. I would never, you know, have these comebacks. I would just turn my head and walk away. And that gets hard when you don't have a voice, you know what I mean? So I used my music as my voice. And it became, like, if I felt, like, like super strong emotions, like, after school, I just wanted to punch holes in the wall, I would just sit yeah. at my piano and just write about how much I hate these people, and it was gone. It was released. Yeah. I don't feel it anymore. So I guess I just kind of fell in love with the freedom of writing music, and, you know, it's easy to just let go of your emotions when you have an outlet like that. So I definitely use it to my greatest advantage and now it's completely my career choice and my life has changed forever because of them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and and you found your love and yeah. I think something that's so good about <clears throat> being able to go home and write those things is because it was therapeutic, you know? It's a mm-hmm. healthy outlet. It's much better than you having all either one bottling it all up and then starting to destroy yourself from the inside
2: Mm -hmm. or
1: expressing all of that hate out back into the world, you know, that's just as damaging.
2: Yeah. And I also feel like knowing what that feels like being bullied and just being treated like absolute trash. It really taught me how to treat people. And how like to give people a chance and like of course there's going to be times where you know I fight with girls like it's a girl thing but I you will never catch me posting something like totally negatively just to make someone sad unless it's like super like relevant and it's like coming at you kind of thing you want to address it I've definitely done that before I'm not gonna lie but I would never just fully bully someone like in person at a party just because my friends don't like her. Like that's just, it really taught me to find who you are and how to treat people and that the way they treated me sucked and I would never in a million years want somebody to feel the way I felt. So it kind of just changed my life completely in like hundreds of different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. So here's
1: the, here's the next kicker. I think our, there's a few ways I want to, there's a lot of questions I want to ask, but here's the one I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. So having experienced all of those things, um, it's, it would be hard not to have trust issues come alongside that. You know, who can I mm-hmm. actually trust? Who's actually trying to be my friend or who's just trying to play along with this whole game we got going on? Yeah. But then once you choose your singing career, you started I don't know if networking is the best word, but networking within L.A., which I feel like that city alone is already who do <laughs> I even trust, you know? Like who is yeah. really being real with me here or who is trying to, you mm-hmm. know, fulfill their own agenda. When you were, I don't know if you're still doing this, if you, when you were consistently going to L.A. and networking per se, mm-hmm. how was it trying to trust people, you know? How was it navigating that?
2: Well, you know what? Um, I really learned how to be by myself because I didn't have another choice growing up. Um, So you know what? I'm completely confident with not having friends. And, you know, I'll go out and club in L.A. and, like, go to parties and hang out with people. But, you know, you kind of just keep a comfortable distance. Like, I'll hang out with you, but I don't trust anybody kind of thing. And, you know... Back when I used to trust people, I am the type of person where I put my 100% into it. Um, I definitely make sure my friends are happy around me. Like, I put a lot of effort into those people because I respect them for not being like everybody else, you know? And Mm -hmm. um, it never worked. (laughs) Uh, I haven't really found somebody that was worth it. And um, you know people are so selfish, and I definitely learned that in LA. People are really just everybody cares about themselves, and that's okay because sometimes it's good to be selfish. But you know, it's also good to be a genuine human being. Uh, and in LA, I definitely saw colors that I have never seen, and I thought Temecula was bad, but LA is pretty, pretty. Nah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, I definitely came back to Temecula just to come back to my roots Um, because, you know, not being able to trust people and not having like close friends out there that you can just talk to, that -hmm. will take a toll on you because you're literally around them all the time. But you are constantly keeping this barrier between them. And that's just how I felt. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I said, high school taught me to do that. And I feel like if I didn't go through what I went through, I would have been, like, super inviting to people in my life. And I would, you know, I, I keep my hopes up with people. And then when they do me wrong, I'm like, what? You know, but, um, you know, high school really taught me to just let it go. People are people.
1: Have you forgiven those people?
2: <clears throat> uh. School? you know what's funny is (laughs) uh, a lot of them have come around and dm'd me and they're like super proud of you like I always knew you'd go so far like and you know what I think it's nice and I'm not going to be mean I always say thank you but it's always in the back of my head what happened but I don't really hold grudges you know what I mean so like I mean, I still go to Temecula parties and see those people. They definitely treat me differently, but um, but I see that, you know. It's very obvious yeah. that they're treating me differently for a reason, and um, they want to be my best friend, and you know. But, I, you know, like, what do you do? I just kind of roll with it. Uh, again, I keep a distance. I'll hang out with you, but I don't trust any of you. Um, yeah. And that's just how it has to be. And I guess I've... You know, forgiven some of them. I'm actually friends with a few that were completely awful to me. <laughs> like I'm, you know, acquaintances. Like we'll text, I guess, you know. Um, but that's just how it is, you know. Whatever.
1: I <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> I'll say this: one, my heart is broken that you had to go through that. I think that's terrible my other fear for you is that like this hurt that is still there like i'm i would hate for you to never be able to trust someone again because of that mm-hmm. you know because i i do think like i think you're right people suck and i think people will be mean and do things that are so outlandish and terrible but i also mm-hmm. know there's good people you know yeah. that would want to like be close to you and be a true, genuine friend. So I, I honestly I really hope you find that. Like I hope you find somebody good in your life. You know that can be there for you.
2: I, yeah, and I completely agree with you. There are really good people, but I put myself in cities where
3: it's there mm, yeah. to
2: find that. Yeah. Um yeah. and you know, like pretty much it's my fault. I've always put myself in situations where I can't trust people I guess so you know it's kind of half and half on my side um and you know what's funny is like whenever I visit like Virginia or Texas or the south like everyone is so nice and like I'm like oh my gosh like why is he being so nice to me and they're like what do you mean like and I'm like what like I need to leave LA like it's so bad but you know um recently like I've actually found like a person that I really trust. And,
1: oh, shoot. <laughs>
2: um, which is scary to me, but yeah. you know what? You kind of just have to jump, I feel like. So I definitely agree with you. There are some good people, but um, I feel like even when I do trust people, it is always in the back of my mind that if something happens, just, th- you know, whatever. I've always kind of grown up. My my dad always told me, actually, to always hope for the worst because then if they don't hurt you you'll just be pleasantly surprised and then if they do hurt you you're not surprised so I've just kind of live my life like you know what if they leave they leave and that's that's just how life is (laughs) yeah but
1: that's the that's the scary thing about people for Mm -hmm. sure like I th- I think there's always the the fear of being hurt, but I almost gosh. Yeah, that's it's tough. It's tough because we need we all we do need people. You know, we need people mm-hmm. in our lives. Like we're we're built to be in community with people, and it's really it is really scary when.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like,
1: because things could take a turn at at any point in any moment
2: Mm -hmm. and I feel like those experiences at the same time made me a little soft to people that I I have been friends with these past few years um it made me kind of like when they if they do something wrong I get super sad because I'm like really bro like like why did you do that like you know what I went through and like that's why we're friends kind of thing um And so if they kind of do something similar to that, I do get really soft and I do get really emotional. Um, So, you know, I actually have to like let some people go because I can tell that like their intentions are not good. But that seriously, like when I do really love someone like my girlfriends and stuff and I see that their intentions are really not what I intended, you know, and I've definitely gone through a lot of that in the past year, actually. I lost, like, a group of friends because of just, you know, I just can't. People are mean, and I don't know why, but I'm targeted. And I just, I didn't want to lose them, so I let them go. Like, I knew they were going to do something bad to me, so I just had to let it go. And when I did let it go, they did some awful stuff. So, literally I kind of feel like my gut is literally Albert Einstein like that thing knows everything <laughs> I swear to God so I mean I trust my gut completely I live by her <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stinks. yeah she's great
1: so how are you picking and choosing your friends you know um what, what are what are characteristics you look for when you're trying to make some friends
2: I guess, just real. Just be freaking real, dude. Like, you know, it's not all about... I don't know, actually. It's just like, I feel like I can... You know, you get people's vibes, you know? And like, I don't want to sound weird, but like, I really catch people's vibes. And if I'm like meeting somebody, it's always based off the first questions they ask. You know what I mean? There's some people that don't ask questions at all. And they're just really cool and nice and they want to just go hang out. And those are the people yeah. where I'm like, all right, you're cool. But there's sometimes you go to parties and there's questions left and right for me and my friend. Like, oh my gosh, don't you know this person? Oh my gosh, didn't you do that? No, 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 no. Are you blah, blah, blah? Like, oh my God, don't you make music? Like it becomes like, those are the people where you kind of have to watch out for it because their intentions are... You know, I don't know. I have just had experience with people who do that stuff. And I've also let them in. And, you know, it's all about right off the bat, they wanted to know about the cool things about my career. So then our whole friendship became how could they benefit off that career? You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I really just catch people's vibes really well. Like, and if I do really vibe with someone and they're just normal, you know, just normal human outside of LA, then yeah, like I'm totally fine. Like I actually hang out with a lot of people and I really, I'm actually very social, which, you know, for a girl that went through a lot, I am the social butterfly, let me tell you. I yeah. love I love parties, <laughs> I love parties. Um, and I'm very outgoing. Like usually I'm the loud one, kind of like super happy to meet girls and stuff. But then when the party's over, it's like, boom, back to, back to, okay. Like, yeah, just (laughs) slingshot back into like, all right, we're going to bed and I have no friends and we're good. We're, we're okay about that. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I'm all over the place, but I definitely feel like there's good people. And, you know, when you meet somebody, you, you just know, you just know. It's like a boyfriend. You just know, you know? I mean, I've never really been able to know correctly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know something.
1: Something's going on here.
2: Yeah, but you you know when you first meet them. You're like, I like this person. So I feel like I just base it off that.
1: Hmm. I'll take yeah. that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Here's the next question for you. All right. When you're in L.A. all the time, did you get wrapped up in that lifestyle at all of... <laughs> because I think because here's what here's why I'm asking let me say why I'm asking first and then you can give me some of the details um you have this post on your Instagram that I found fascinating um and it was about how your family had a conversation with you about how either how you were being how you're acting or how you're portraying yourself in a way Mm -hmm. and I'm Really curious on how they approached that conversation and <clears throat> how you received it, but I also feel like I need some details on like who you were at that time. Does that make sense? Are we on the same page? Am yeah. I asking? Okay, yeah. okay.
2: And uh, you're not the first person to actually ask me these questions. Um, oh what?
3: <laughs>
1: beat me to these questions? Are you kidding me? Let me look <laughs> at this list real quick and find some <laughs>
2: No, I mean like people at parties, like oh. people have. Oh ask this question, like people who have known me before I moved to L.A. Um, Because before I moved to L.A., I was super big on my friends, my family, my dogs, and my music and the beach. And I lived in Newport and I was a happy-go-lucky little thing, little ray of sunshine. And I actually was like super, super content with myself. Like I lived on my own in Newport. Um, after I dropped wow. out of high school. Yeah. Cause I, well, we'll get into that, but, okay. uh, <laughs> but because of music and, um, it was just going really well. And then as I sold my apartment, uh, I went back home to be closer to my family and then boom, left and went to LA really far from my family. So, um, as you know, I went through a lot of breakups before LA and, you know what me and my best friend I had this best friend who oh, we should not have been friends because we are ride or dies and oh, <laughs> it's like I'm like bitch are we going to LA she's like bitch we're moving to LA and I'm like oh no <laughs> so we left we left everything we left every single person we knew back at home and then we just left and got away and we're like we're gonna change our lives and at the time, it was like, oh hell yeah, like this is great, you know, like we just hopped up in my little Jetta and we d- we drove <laughs> up the five, like with like a crap ton of clothes and no money. So yeah. we were just oh,
1: the L.A. dream right there. That's yeah, that's, yeah.
2: That's right. oh yeah, my no, money, no was, money,
1: all ambition.
2: Yeah, but you know what, L.A. is money. So we were like, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah, we got to L.A., and we were just staying with some friends um, in her, like, little apartment. It was super chill, you know. We would just, like, go out sometimes, like, go clubbing with, like, people. And we were kind of new to the nightlife, and we were like, oh, my God, that's so cool, you know. Because, <laughs> like, we would get in, and we are underage. So we were like, what is this world? Like, L.A. is, like, a different universe. Um so we were just amazed at everything. And we we're also amazed at, like, the people that we were meeting. They're just like, oh, like, you want to take a jet to Vegas tomorrow? And we're like, is he lying or is he... <laughs>
1: is this a legit offer? <laughs> like,
2: we we're like, is this our life? And so we we're like, hell yes! Yeah. So, <laughs> so we literally did anything and everything. I mean, I'm not kidding. We... I made like Hannah quit her job to do this. Like my best friend's name is Hannah. And like, like she quit her job to do this with me. Like just because my heart was broken and I was bored. She went to LA, quit her job and we traveled the world. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, and it sounds so fun and luxurious or whatever, because we would just shop for a living. Any dollar we made went to clubbing clothes. Um, and that became extremely toxic um we couldn't really afford a place in la um Mm -hmm. mostly because it's so expensive and uh, um super expensive yeah and uh so we had to resort to model houses uh and we also yeah
1: a bunch of models in the same house or is that oh oh oh. Oh, okay okay yeah okay. I got
2: stories for you and um and we moved to l a and you know, actually, at first, I was at a club, and you know we we're just like living it up. me and Hannah are literally the only ones like on the dance floor like going at it, like weird, we don't care like yeah we're new to the city and you know people really liked it we were like the party animals but like we're really cool you know and we also weren't from LA so we were still like real and people were like wait you guys haven't jaded yet (laughs) yeah and they're like wait you guys aren't bitches yet and I'm like no and they're like oh my god (laughs) hang out with us you're gonna be a bitch (laughs) so um so uh Yeah, we're at this one club, and I met this one guy who came up to me, and he is pretty well known, and I had no idea who he was, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Hannah was like, oh, my God, and I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Like, he's not even cute. Like, what is going on? Like, everyone's tripping, and I actually start hanging out with him, and we actually started kind of, like, talking and vibing, and... Everyone was tripping back at home. They're like, dude, she moved to LA and does that. And
1: (laughs) are you going to name drop or not? I need to know. Uh, I didn't know if you're going to, you don't, you do not have to.
2: I mean, honestly, he's pretty famous. He's never going to watch this. So it was face banks.
1: Oh, I'm going to send it to him. He's going to watch it. now.
2: It's face banks. And uh, yeah, we really vibed and he really liked me. And I was like, no way. And You know, he was asking my situation about L.A., and I was like, "Uh, we don't really have a place to stay, and we're just kind of floundering. He was like, oh, well, I live in a four-story-ass mansion if you want a room. (laughs) And me and Hannah were like, bingo. (laughs) We found our spot. So we move (laughs) in to this place notorious for being the clout house. Oh, Um, man. Now, oh, it sounds cool, and everybody back at home was like, there's no way you're moving in there. Like, that's crazy. What has your life come to? All this crap, right? Yeah. But behind closed doors, that is awful. It was like a frat house, like 17 messy, smelly-ass YouTuber boys just <laughs> literally throwing pizza on the walls and then walking away from it. And like just beer everywhere, like, oh my god. Oh my god. And like ugh. <laughs> and like we disgusting. literally Yeah, we literally didn't leave our room. Like, God forbid you walk in that kitchen. Like it's not gonna happen. Like we were so like, ew, this is disgusting. But you know what? We're grateful for where we are. <laughs> so we're just Thank gonna build go this here. opportunity. Yeah. So um yeah, we became like the freaking maids, but you know what? Right? Gladly. So, you know, they had parties all the time that were absolutely outrageous. I'm like, I'm never. I'm from Temecula, California. Like, these parties, bro. I was literally walking next to people that I looked up to since I was six years old, and I was hey. like, "There's oh, wow. no, dude." Yeah, I'm like, "There's no way." I'm looking at like Gez and like <laughs> all these people and Machine Gun Kelly and like yeah. everybody, and I'm like what is going on? Like at first I was, me and Hannah were tripping. Yeah. Yeah. But it became normal in a way after a Mm -hmm. while, but it became like disgusting. Like Mm -hmm. we were just like, oh yeah, like we're going to the chain smokers party. And like, we started looking in the mirror and being like, we're being gross. We're being LA. And, oh god it's so bad and um so after the cloud house um me and banks you know kind of started drifting so i was like this is kind of weird like this i think it's our time to go i know we'll be homeless but i mean i just don't it want feels to like, like
1: ever, the right time
2: yeah i just don't want to like overstep my boundary kind of thing yeah. uh so then i get a beautiful dm from the one <laughs> the only jake paul
1: oh my gosh (laughs) and
2: i was like you're effing joking right now like bingo had you met him before or no he dm'd me and was like hey uh i know you don't know me like hi but i need you for a music video and i was like oh my god uh like my life could not have gotten weirder and like you know between all this we were going to clubs with like huge like kylie freaking jenner i had a table with lebron james out of everybody who the hell i'm like this (laughs) little white girl with lebron james like just taking shots like i'm like what is going on and then i'll like call my mom and tell her and she's like morgan this sounds (laughs) like a movie and i'm like mom i'm gonna die and it's lit so anyways um So we start traveling everywhere and like, you know, the thing about L.A. is like girls don't pay for anything. And, you know, me and Hannah were like obviously taking advantage of that. But like Mm. we were flying in jets to like Vegas and, you know, we would post about it. But it was L.A. is bad. They would take these girls. And at first me and Hannah thought they were just free ride vacations. You know what I mean? But you get to the destination and it's like you are eye candy and you are bait for rich men. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And we started realizing that. And me and Hannah are not like that at all. And we started realizing that it became like, like that was L.A. That's what the promoter trips were, was they fly us to Mexico We went to freaking Acapulco. Like, we're going to die. And we're just stupid. And we went and it became like this giant party of the richest men in Mexico and all the pretty models in L.A. And we, me and Hannah were like, oh, my God. Like, we're trapped. I've seen terrible things go down in those houses, like vacations that literally, I would just find myself like, this is not who I am. This is bad. I am watching these girls do drugs and do this stuff. And let me tell you, everybody says I'm a liar on this, but I have never done drugs in my life. I don't care where I am. I don't care who has it. If it's freaking Freaking Travis Scott is like, hey, you want to <laughs> lie? Like, no, like, I'm not like that. So I will put that on my mama. But, um, but love yeah, to so s- we'd
1: love to see that.
2: Yeah, like, I'm really big on that. Hell no. But, you know, I see these girls doing it and they're just getting absolutely shit faced and doing things that I know they're going to regret the next morning. And me and Hannah are tripping. We're like, we want to go home. Like, this is so yeah. bad. Hannah started tripping before I did. And she she actually left LA first. And she was just having mental breakdowns. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what is happening? I haven't exactly- <laughs> seen too much. I've seen too yeah, much. <laughs> it's so bad. And like the parties, we were just blasted, just wasted like six days a night. Because once we started. Once we left the cloud House, we needed a place to stay. And there's this thing in L.A. called Model Houses. So we would go stay in these model houses. Um, pretty much you live there for free. You get this room, but you're also, you know, living with a bunch of random Russian models and freaking, like, girls from all over the world. It was insane. Like, it was actually really cool. Like, girls from i was like roomy with a russian girl some girl was from sweden like oh, it was wow. freaking dope there were languages yeah. like all throughout the <laughs> kitchen and um
1: what's going on here i'm not listening <laughs> any of this
2: yeah it's crazy but it's also really hard to make connections with foreigns yeah. that you know what i mean so it was just kind barrier, of yeah. yeah so it was really awkward in a way but me and hannah were like oh shit we're living here for free with a bunch of models like <laughs> Pretty much our rent was you go out to the clubs and you sit there and look pretty. And if you don't drink, you lose your money. And I was like, oh "Oh my God, deal. (laughs) 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 So, So pretty much it was like a weekly thing. I mean, a nightly thing. What am I saying? Pretty much there's a time where you go to brunch at a certain time in the morning and the Ubers pick you up at a certain time. The Ubers are always called by the promoters. If you miss the Uber, it's a $50 penalty. Uh, You go to the brunch with the rich men and they pay for everything. Like literally you can get like 45 mimosas and they're like, that's it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what to do.
1: (laughs) I can't do 46. What are you talking about? (laughs)
2: I'm like, I'm 19. I'm a child. And, um, so Yeah, so then after brunch, they Uber you back home. You have, like, this five-hour, like, kind of free time. You can either sleep. Sleep, probably, yeah. yeah. Because you don't in L.A. Or if you're like the other models, you just do a shit ton of blow. Oh, my gosh. And it was disgust. Like, I can't. I can't be around that. And just being around it, I wouldn't even do it. But, like, just being around it, I felt sleazy. (laughs) I was like... (sighs) I feel weird, like this is not my environment. You know what I mean? Um, so and it's
1: normal to them now. It's a normalcy to always have it. Right? Oh my
2: gosh! They wake up and they're like, coffee and blow. I'm like, what, the <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: a Splenda packet in my coffee will suffice. <laughs> <for you>. <laughs> Seriously,
2: <laughs> like coffee and sugar, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but then you know you have that five hour like hole to do what you want. And then the uber picks you up at 11 mm. and uh
1: here we go again
2: yeah 11 o'clock at night you have to be up and let me tell you i slept in ubers to the clubs like five times a night like i was sound asleep i would get into the club like i just woke up like it was so toxic you know how terrible it is to yeah. s- take tequila shots while you're still half asleep come on
1: you never so, did the take a shot but spit it in the plant kind of deal. You did. You didn't start strategizing.
2: <laughs> Dude, you don't understand. You have bouncers that lo- stare you down did in the eyeballs. You? Dude, I oh, do no. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, anyways. So, uh, yeah. The Uber picks you up at eleven. You either go to a promoter dinner, which is sometimes that happens, where pretty much they take you to the dinners, like nice. Freaking dinners! Like we went to dinner with Sway Lee, and yeah, yeah. and dude, it's just crazy. And you, I don't think I ever spent a dime on food, travel, Ubers, clubs, nothing. My parents didn't even believe it. They thought that I was up to some sketchy shit,
1: pyramid scheme or something.
2: Yeah, and I was like, no, you you guys don't get it. Like, this is all free. Yeah. And um and so my dad was like, That's fishy, like nothing's free. And I was like, at first I was like, Dad, you don't get it. And then I'm like, Bitch, you Your right.
1: your voice is so LA at this point.
2: Dad, Daddy, you wanna understand?
1: I'm with LeBron James right now.
3: Okay.
2: You can't live my life. <laughs> you don't know me. But uh but uh yeah, so you're at the club till around two or three. And then, at after two, you can leave whenever you want. But two is the like you can clock out, but you can either <sighs> clock out or stay. Um, Clocking out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sometimes there's after parties, and you got to go to after party, and the party starts at four in the morning. We went to French Montana's party at four in the morning, and then we went to Post Malone's that started at five in the morning, and. Oh my God the whole time my eyes are bloodshot and the only thing i could do is just absolutely just keep drinking don't even don't look back keep going (laughs) keep moving like i don't know what to do like i'm or like we sit on couches and just like drink and we're just trying not to fall asleep like it's insane like i can't even explain to you like the tiredness the toxicness like my body was shutting down i felt like
3: i was gonna say uh, yeah
2: Yeah, like, oh, let me tell you, You I was eating good. (laughs) I was eating just fine. But, like, everything else, like, having that much alcohol in you, like, and I don't even, like, I didn't, I never even drank that much, like, before L.A. And then going to L.A., just the environment, bro, I became, like, pretty alcoholic. It was really bad. I would open my eyes in the morning and crave a mimosa. Oh, man did it It started getting bad and like i would tell my mom my mom was like "Morgan, like because we have alcoholism super strongly in our family so my parents were like stop like yeah it's gonna get you don't understand
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can't hear you over this music mom
2: (laughs) i have to go i'm at the club (laughs) but um yeah it just became so bad and pretty much uh hannah was like fuck this i'm over it like me and her start fighting uh oh, one no. time that's when you know yeah because yeah, we were just drunk and we get in drunk fights and then we realize oh my god we're toxic as hell and then like we wake up in the morning and be like i'm sorry and then go out to breakfast get drunk and fight and it was just <laughs> bad. and one time actually we were in a club called Hyde. uh and she was being sketchy. Like, I thought she was being sketchy, but I was drunk. She was drunk. And I was like, why would you ever do that? Like, super dramatic. Yeah, yeah. We start, like, pretty much, like, we're about to throw down.
3: You and throw hands, yeah,
2: you don't throw hands in a club because it's trashy and I'm yeah. in a nice dress. She's in a nice dress. So I was like, get outside.
3: <laughs> get your ass
2: outside right now. So we're, like, walking outside. And freaking little pump is like walking to our table and we're like, later, go, 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 <laughs> go back. I was like, this is not over, <laughs> but party the right now. little pump
1: just here. Yeah.
2: I was like, look like we like each other. It's <laughs> 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 so bad, bro. And, um, yeah. And you know what else kind of sucked was always seeing the pretty ass models. and
1: mm. like- Compare game?
2: I'm not even like that but I mean you walk by Madison Beer and you're like holy shit I was I I need a surgeon (laughs) (laughs) she is beautiful Kylie Jenner absolutely beautiful like these models like Sophia Ritchie like oh my god I want to die like Mm. you just stare at them and just like okay first of all they're real they're right in front of me I used to love them when I was like in middle school uh, like Hailey Bieber, like just I'm just like blown away at how pretty these girls are. But it becomes like people like that's every girl in L.A. is so freaking pretty. And so you're constantly looking at these models and you're looking at the Ignite girls and the bikinis and you're constantly up to date on what's going on to where it starts debilitating your confidence, like mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, I need a boob job. Oh my god, like, yeah. what do I do? That's why every Brazilian girl in butt LA, lift. Exactly, that's why every girl in LA looks like that because that's the culture, bro. Like that's seriously yeah. it. I almost got brainwashed into that, and I had to just take a step back and be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> how big your boobs are bro like this is la i can't believe i'm thinking about that like but at the time i was like oh my god because i started like kind of getting acquainted with ignite which is dan lazarian's brand if you know what that is yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh you know and they it seems
1: like he would be super the most la as it gets i feel like that, <laughs> oh <my> is, god. <laughs> that is the la culture just his whole brand
2: you have No idea. Don't let me in. That was, like, the end of... After I go to those parties, I was like, honestly, I don't even care about LA anymore. That was disgusting. Like, so pretty much the first time I went there, I went and, like, hung out with, like, the Team 10 members, which was, like, Jake Paul's, like, house friends, you know, that he lives with. Jake really lied to me, but he was in China at the time, so I was kind of being watched by Team Mm -hmm. 10, and I wanted to Mm -hmm. die. But it was just, like... (laughs) You walk in, and, like, Jay Alvarez is there, Tyga is there, like, just chilling with us. Like, just, like, what? Like, the whole cast from 13 Reasons Why. I'm like, how do you know these? I was like, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm, like, literally at the same party with these bitches, and, like, I don't understand why I'm worthy enough to be hitting Tyga's joint. (laughs)
3: Like, and
2: I don't even smoke, but, like... (laughs) I had to. I had to. Um, that's the only thing I'll do, by the way. But um, And so then, <sighs> dude, my grandparents hate me for this. But one time at the Ignite party, I was like at the bar and I was like ordering a drink. And um, God, what's his name, bro? This old man walks up to me and he's like, hi. And I was like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, thank you.
2: Yeah, and I was just like, Oh, you hear that? I think it's my friends. I gotta go. Blah blah blah. Turns out it was uh holy crap. It was the guy who made the Teslas.
1: Elon Musk. Yep. No way.
2: Because I walk away and my one of my promoters comes out to me and he was like, What the fuck did he just say to you? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean oh that guy i was like ew i don't know he's like trying to start a <laughs> like he's old and they were literally like eight guys came up to me and they were like you're freaking joking did you get a tesla i was like what,
1: what tesla on that? the spot
2: i'm like what kind of girl do you take me for they're like that was yeah. a Musk. i was like who's that like i'm not even kidding that it was a dumb moment i could have milked the shit out of that one and I would have came home in like five fucking exes, like, woo. but um, but yeah, I definitely blew that opportunity to just be nice to him. Uh, but I told my grandparents because my grandparents have Teslas, and they were like, "You're stupid." Yeah. They're like, "You were not raised right." Are you kidding me? Do you know anything <laughs> about this? Like, so mad. To educate
1: I you on Elon, come on.
2: Yeah, Elon like, Musk insane so um so yeah I mean those are insane parties especially when like the Ignite people liked me and Dan actually invited me on a trip to Thailand but I just like feel like that's so trashy like I like I don't mean to shade the girls that do go because you know they're making bank, but like go you but like for me personally and like I just want to do music like I'm not trying to like travel with like this old man who like can't really go on trips with unless you hook up with them like yeah Yeah. and pretty much when I declined the offer his bouncers like didn't really invite me to the next party and I'm like y'all suck (laughs) (laughs) and um but you know
1: choose a different place maybe I just don't like Thailand (laughs) yeah and I'm like
2: why do you even want me like I don't even have boobs like that's your whole brand like (laughs) his whole brand is like big titty beautiful girls and like I'm just, saying, yeah. yeah, and, like, weeds, yeah, like, drug, oh, God, I'm like, why do you even, want? like, this is fishy, this is weird, like, I didn't believe it when I got offers like that, I was like, why? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so when it started getting very toxic, was around after that party, um, I just realized that I was a drunk, I was uh, just so caught up in the people I was with, and wanting the nice cars and like just being a brat bro just being la like super hollywood glamour like wannabe like bro and like my outfits were so freaking stupid like and i'd be like so okay with it you know what i mean yeah like just loved the lifestyle at the time you got sucked like, into it yeah. yeah and you just you get so like it's not even like getting sucked in is an understatement you become
1: you were in you oh yeah. you became it
2: oh it gosh embodied like it sucks like it eats you I swear to god and like <laughs> um sorry um so yeah so uh after that like all those parties and stuff um Hannah left she went back to San Diego, and yeah. she wanted to get her job back. And I just, I was like, I'm not ready to go. Like, I'm making money. I'm doing good. Like, you know, this is where the music is. Like, you know, and I thought that it was, like, my place to be, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um. Also because I was making friends with people that I looked up to. And, yeah. But then I started realizing that they're fake as shit. And they don't really care about you. Like, everybody is in it for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not even kidding. Like the girls in LA are like, "Hi, I'm Lacey. What kind of car do you drive?" Like, oh I'm not... wow, dude, yeah. And the guys are like, "What's up? I'm Brad. How many followers you got?" And I'm like, oh, my God. "Like this is a joke. Where the cameras, right?" So like, yeah.
1: social experiments only.
2: Dude, I swear, like, I thought I was being pranked on Hollywood Boulevard, like, every day, and, um, yeah, so, pretty much, Hannah leaves, and I'm, like, wait, I'm alone in the city, and, like, now you're
1: alone, alone,
2: like, I'm a lone wolf, like, I'm, like, dude, I'm gonna get eaten alive, like, this is not okay, like, I can't. What? Like then now I have to make friends and like actually hang out with them and like Hannah was my BFF, bro. Like I don't want to hang out with anybody else. Like she's the only one, only friend I had in my life. Like that's it. And she left, and I was like, wait, that wasn't the plan. Like (laughs) we were supposed to move here. Like, but you know, she was right. I should have just gone home when she went home. But so my one result because I was so freaking brainwashed was. Well, she left. I'm alone. I need a boyfriend. Oh, so I man. was like, yeah, this is, yeah. "Yeah, So I'm like, "Eenie, meeny, miney, not <laughs> you." Like, yeah. it was just terrible. Um, pretty much. Uh, he lived with Jake Paul. He was actually his videographer and editor, and so that started a bunch of beef with me and Jake, and that yeah. got really awkward. But Jake. Which got is strange. A I bit. feel
1: like I feel like there wouldn't be beef if you're part of the crew right in a way
2: right. yeah and Jake is also the biggest man who I've ever known so I'm like why do you care what I do because if I cared what you do you'd be dead
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I'm like you know what I don't want to hear your bullshit like do yeah. not come at me bro so um so yeah story comes a story I start dating his editor right this yeah. is where it gets so messy where my parents were like we're gonna call SWAT team to drag you out of that city like this is awful and um
1: so they could see it they could see everything or you were telling them and they were finally like
2: they were looking at my Instagram and I wouldn't really talk to them I didn't really talk to them and if I did talk to them it was because I was bawling my eyes out and having a panic attack and they're like why are you having a panic attack I'm like I don't fucking know like my mental health was like
1: this is like, LA mom that's why
2: you don't get it like they're like why are you crying I'm like I don't know I just woke up like this is what I do every day
3: like,
2: this is, this the is part of my routine and she's like well how do you feel I'm like hungover how are you like it's just not good like so I start dating this guy and my parents are like he's a freaking douche yeah. <laughs> he's just like the typical." like tan blonde hair blue eyes ken ass and of course me being so superficial at the time i was like i need it i need it like it looks good with my (laughs) feet that's for me (laughs) (laughs) and um so in reality now looking back on it we kind of used each other he needed me hella because He is from Czech Republic, and I am from America, and he is not allowed to live here unless he has a green card. Correct? Mm, Correct. mm -hmm. So So, he needed me, and I didn't realize how crucial it was and how much he really needed me but that bitch needed me right so and I needed him because I was alone and I was scared and I was lonely and I didn't want to go to clubs without my best friend so I was like well if I go with a boyfriend I know nothing's gonna happen there uh and he was also a club promoter so I would just go to clubs with him and it was great so it actually kind of all worked out at first and I was like wow it's funny how life works. It all comes together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. looking back, I'm like, bitch, if you know what you, you th- know not. You thought you were at yeah. peak in that moment. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, well, life really does its thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we start dating. And it becomes, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, we're serious or whatever. And, like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. much, like, staying at Jake's house, living with John a little bit off and on. Uh, i just name dropped him um his name is john and um his last name is marionic and uh it's pretty popping on tiktok in the czech republic community so oh, wow. my entire tiktok is a different czech
1: language yeah.
2: <laughs> and like i get a lot of views and i don't know what the hell they're saying like <laughs> i have to like google translate all my comments it's great so um so uh yeah, so I start like you know really hanging out with him, and then Jake pops the question for him, and I'm like, that's oh, no. weird." Oh, but no. we're I'm like, just... "Oh, yeah." And him,
1: uh, run me through that. Run yeah, me through
2: that. He's like, I forget what happened exactly, but I guess John was pretty much explaining like, "Oh, like." Um, My visa expires like in two months, so I have to go back to check, you know, before it expires, or I'll just get deported. And I'm like, that's what I was thinking. Like,
1: you got to get married to get the green card. Exactly. So this is this is what's happening. Okay. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, babe, like you got to go to like (laughs) freaking Europe. Like you're gonna leave. Like why am I dating this guy? And he's like illegal. And (laughs) (laughs) like, the bitch is literally illegal. And, uh, so, John Jake, wait, what's his name, Jake, John Jake, yeah, Jake, uh, he goes, John yeah, I get them mixed up, they're both assholes, I mean, anyways. um, and so, Jake is like, well, like, why don't you just marry Morgan, like, you know what I mean, and I was just sitting there, just like, wait, what, like, can we repeat that, can we, like, run it back a little bit, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you what? didn't mean to say that. You didn't, yeah. you didn't mean to say and that, like, right? Wait, Wait, are you talking about me, Morgan, or is there another yeah. <laughs> like... And, uh, so, yeah, I guess, like, pretty much, I'll just skip, like, the main details, because technically, I signed an NDA, um, <laughs> uh... About the marriage? Or about the house? No, about the house. So, oh, pretty no, much, God. if I, like, repeat conversations and went down in the freaking kitchen, I can get sued, but... God with my relationship they can't say anything so pretty much i was so brainwashed with hollywood that i was like oh that's okay i'll just marry him he gets his green card and jake's gonna pay me yeah so um so it was rough um and that's when my parents kind of lost faith in me they were like Mm -hmm. your bitch ass is going to marry this illegal foreign guy who you've known for two months and you're going to marry him, so he is legal. Uh, and I'm like, Yeah, why?
3: <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> like, sound
2: great? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm getting paid for it. Like, it's only five years. <laughs> My parents are like, You're stupid. So, um, so like the day after Christmas, I flew to Europe to meet his family and that was a shit show let me tell you like it was probably the worst experience of my entire existence one no shade on Czech Republic but full shade I hate that place and uh I did not have a good experience with his family even like I couldn't really speak their language so I was like why did I spend two grand to come out here and not have one conversation with you and yeah. John didn't even look me in the eyes the whole time hated me the whole trip it was like the second I said yes I'll marry you it was like boom traitor like shit like whatever you know
0: I
1: got what I want now I'm good
2: exactly so I was like well you should be kissing my toes right now like I'm the I'm your green card you dumbass like (laughs) why are you treating me like that like I will I will leave so um yeah europe was really bad i saw his true colors we fought like every day he called me terrible names um and it would just gaslight me and be like no i didn't i didn't say that and i'm like oh my god i'm not marrying this fool (laughs) holy shit like but then he started making me feel like wait a minute did he say that am i crazy and then i was like wait he's making me feel crazy like no like
1: oh manipulation
2: dude the worst the like I've been manipulated before, trust me. Like, in high school, like, tons of stuff. This guy is a
1: mastermind.
2: Mastermind. I was just going to say that. Like, he's figured it out. Like, seriously? He'll say things, and then I'll freak out. And I'm not even the type to, like, throw things. But I would chuck a freaking flat screen at his face and be like, Whoa! Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, but doesn't even like me. He would literally actually make me lose control like that's how much we hated each other and we were stuck in another country um so pretty much it became really bad it even got like pretty much to like a physical point where i was like we're kind of just beating the shit out of each other and like we had to be separated so I was like, I'm just going to make nice-nice with him until I get back to L.A. because I'm stuck in another country with this point. we You're trying to
1: life. survive at this point. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I'm like, this bitch is going to kill me. And uh, the second I land in L.A., I sent him a message and said, fuck you. <laughs> mm. I was like, I'm done. Don't ever, you know, the whole rundown, like, yeah. do not – come near me me.
1: talk to me yeah
2: Yeah. so pretty much i haven't seen him since europe last time i saw him was in uh prague czech republic isn't that funny and um and uh after that trip i had such a mental breakdown that i left la i moved home i was like nah like i had my parents pick me up from lax my parents were tripping because i would call them like throughout like europe and, Not like, joking. be bawling my eyes out in an alley and be like, I don't know where John is. He left me. Like, he took my money. He took my phone, like, or something. Like, some stupid thing. He would just leave me in another country in an alley and think it's, like, whatever. I'll okay, come pick her safe. up with Alex. hours. No. Like, he wanted to scare me. Like, and I was like, okay, it's working. Like,
3: yeah.
2: come pick me up now. Like, it was bad. It was so, so, like, just an abusive relationship. I've never been in something that bad. And, um, and that was the breaking point. So I'm low-key kind of grateful for him because it made me realize these bitches ain't shit. Like,
3: <laughs> like,
2: I need me more than I need any of you. And I don't even have me anymore. So, bitch, I got to go. So yeah. I moved home and my parents were just devastated with the person I was like they were like dude (laughs) so bad and you know I started doing things that were completely against my morals something that i never ever could have imagined that like me from two years ago would ever like if somebody told me I'd be doing that stuff I'd be like you're on crack you know what I mean um which is pretty confidential but a lot of people know what it is and it's something extremely popular in LA and I I got into it Uh, it was pretty much just like the sugar daddy thing and like mm -hmm. just being that girl and it was just rough and uh, it's just not like me at all and then I was like dude why is this happening you know Um,
1: how did I get here
2: yeah and Hannah my best friend was like bitch move home like it's so much better like I'm back to me like you need your family you need your family like all this stuff so I was like, "All right, fine." <laughs> and uh, that's because she was there
1: to be your voice of reason, you know, like yeah,
2: because
1: like you have this big uh, moment of like, I gotta get out of here, you know. I'm just getting out yeah. of this relationship. I'm having this this epiphany of this isn't what I want to be. But you're yeah. still you're still in that culture, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get out.
2: And I'm, so I'm also like I... still in that mindset, you know.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Like you know moving back to Temecula I was still like I don't know like I have to look good all the time like I would go out with like another friend of mine named Hannah and I would drink and I I didn't stop it was just bad and I didn't know who I was. was habitual yeah it was super it was a really bad habit and it wouldn't go away for a while until I completely went sober uh rekindled things with old friends and I just stayed home and I cuddled with my dogs and then you know what the world decided to break out into a pandemic and I was That's stuck right. with my family and I had to seriously come back to my roots I didn't leave the house there was no alcohol I had to be friends with my little brother <laughs> like it come was on rough. Nathan come yeah on. it was rough so I was like but it changed me it really did and um I don't even think about LA anymore and when I do think about it I cringe at the person I was and I recently just got back with my boyfriend who I was with before I moved to LA uh Mm -hmm. and pretty much like he even said like I pretty much just like watched you through Instagram and stuff and like you know, everybody thought I was living the life that I've always wanted to live. You know, just like the luxury, the cars, the the people, the artists. The, travel, the, the... Yeah, just the money and just like everything. And I see that because I wanted you guys to think that. Yeah. I was so adamant about people knowing that, oh, look at me on Instagram. I'm happy. I'm this, I'm that. Like, you know, but, you know, little do they know that I was just... <laughs> I was In withering away yeah. yeah and uh but you know life has come around and I have seriously never been so happy I think because I went through one of my worst lows that yeah. I'm like well now that I know what shithole is now, now <laughs> I can like.
1: I'm doing all right
2: <laughs> yeah I'm like well now that I know what like absolute hell is now I can like figure out what makes me truly happy and now I know like what it feels like to be super happy and um and pretty much my situation right now is like extremely like I love it it's so good uh I moved to San Diego with that boyfriend I was with before I moved to LA so you know he's kind of like helping me regain my roots and the person I was and uh you know, I've cut so many things out of my life now that, you know, weren't making me a better person. And I think just, you know, that high school drama and LA have really impacted my life in so many ways that now I look at anything bad that happens to me in a positive direction. I'm like, you know what? This is good. <laughs> this is what yeah. life wants <laughs> I to I can you. work with
1: this. All yeah. right. <laughs>
2: I'm like oh he cheated on me that means next <laughs> time like I don't really look at things natively, you know yeah so I think I learned a lot and I'm pretty proud of myself for like overcoming it because I mean Having there's some comeback, girls yeah. yeah there's some girls in LA who are like just so in deep they're never gonna leave they're never, yeah, they never like that's that who night. they are now you know <sighs> it's just sad but yeah that's how it feel.
1: What's your, what would you say your new foundation is?
2: Like, like...
1: Being in this culture of, I have to look this way, I have to be with these people, I have to do these things. And that's um, almost like your person is made up of these things that you have to do or be. Now, you're in a whole new environment. Like, who is Morgan? You know, like, what what are the... What are the things you're building yourself off of?
2: Well, you know, as crazy as it sounds, because I think it's freaking crazy, it sounds batshit crazy. But, like, I feel like the person on my Instagram is a character. Like, Mm. that I, yeah, like, I make her look like... Barbie and a perfect world and all that stuff, but like the people that know me are like, that's not you. Like, I look (laughs) no, I'm not even kidding. Like, I look like shit most of the time. Like, I don't do my makeup like that. Like, I don't even dress up. I wear sweats. Like, I don't get out of bed. I don't work out. Kidding. Like, I don't do anything. I just sit on my piano and just get fat and sassy. And fat and sassy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's just my life and so I feel like my new foundation now is to cut the bullshit mm-hmm. and I stopped the pink sparkly dresses oh you <laughs> and, did um, yeah oh, I'm, yeah I'm trying to just kind of veer out from that I mean don't get me wrong I still have this crazy weird obsession with the color pink but yeah. I'm just trying to be more you know humane <laughs> And not so like (laughs) fake like like my wigs and my my eyelashes and it's my my fake tans like it's just so much you know and like it's also really expensive so (laughs) i'm like i'm chill i'm good (laughs) um so i guess my new foundation now is just like cut the bullshit like post what you want like you don't have to wear makeup on your instagram like just be with your girlfriends at the beach or something you know like doesn't have to be so serious Like just and i'm like you know what morgan like in la i lost sight of my music so my new foundation is get your head back in the game now you need to push 10 times harder because you took a 10 month break you stupid idiot (laughs) and you know i was slacking like girl don't sleep on your career like what are you doing like i was so mad at myself so um yeah i guess my foundation is cut the bullshit get back into your mojo um, I actually got my first job last week. Oh,
1: let's go. Nice. I, I love I that.
2: I've never had a job, but I figured that to really get back into the roots, yeah. I need to be grounded and I yeah. need a routine and I need to be occupied. So I was like, Bush, I'm going to get a job. So now I'm a receptionist and assistant at a hair salon and I love let's go. it. Yeah, yeah it's I right do. on the beach. Like it's perfect for me. Everyone there is super cool. I'm like – It's just so good. Like, I really feel like I'm in a great spot currently.
1: Heck, yeah. And your mind is probably in the best spot.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's been through a lot. Like (laughs) She has. But, you know, I actually have this boyfriend that is really helping me a lot. Like, seriously helping me. Like, you know, calming me down when I'm freaking the hell out about something that doesn't even matter. But I still have trauma from things. And, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just really holding me down. And my parents are literally like, Thank the heavens for him. Like, like he literally holds you down. Like, I don't party, I don't I don't do any of that. We don't really drink. Like we just chill. We live. You know what I mean? And it's like a healthy relationship. So my parents are so grateful for him and which is super rare because my my dad hates every male specimen that walks into my life and my dad <laughs> well, loves with,
1: with good reason it sounds like so far
2: yeah my parents like word for word said we don't care who the hell you date as long as it's not John I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> well that one's easy <laughs>
1: <laughs> never going back there no worries
2: yeah so they're super super grateful for him and so am I he's just really holding me down and I'm like super happy and I haven't really felt like that in like three years Three yeah. whole years, like that's, and I'm still a freaking child. Like I just 20 turned twenty, and yeah. like, I feel like I'm way too young to be going through that and feeling that those emotions. Like, I should be in college so and just being a normal girl, like, not just like this party animal. Like, chill out, girl. Like you're twenty now. Like, yeah. just turned twenty. Like you're still a baby. Like my parents think I'm crazy, but whatever.
1: you have plenty of time is college in the no that's what i thought i thought you're focusing on your music
2: yeah no no even if i wanted to go to college like i would get kicked out or something like i school is not my my forte I i suck like i work as a receptionist and i work as a cat like you know i like ring people up and stuff I swear to God, like there's numbers involved, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so this carry the one, like I'm like so stupid. Like it takes me forever to figure out like like totals, but um, yeah, college is not in the picture. I'm focusing in on me, myself, and my music. <laughs> the three that's M's. That's
1: should be. Yeah, that's yeah. what it should be. All yeah. Right. Oh. Morgan, we're we're approaching the final question of this podcast. Alrighty. Are you ready? You made it. You made it through. I did. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> and the final question is, if this is still true, do you still want to be a household name? That's not the final question. That's just, that's the pre-question to the final question. Hell yeah. Okay.
2: But I would want to be a household name for a good cause and a good reason.
1: Yeah. So that's the question. What do you want to be remembered for?
2: Um I mean the people that have stuck around or found me from my music are the ones that like my emotional songs or ones that I speak out about mental awareness um like my song anxiety or just I seriously write about very relevant situations that a lot of people can relate to and I think that's why people like my music so Honestly, I just wanna keep that going. I wanna be known as somebody that can freaking relate to you because I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not like these stars who have people write their own song write their songs for them and like they don't feel it, you know? Yeah. Like I want to be like that's why I admire Billie Eilish so much. Is she's real as shit. Like you can hear her cry in her songs. And yeah. I think that's why people like her is because she brings the emotions out that like you know, I just want to use the words and sing them for the people that can't say them for themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, I want to be the voice. And I also just want to be known for being real. Like, literally, if I get my lips done, I'm going to tell my fans, bitch, I got my lips done. I'm not going <laughs> to lie about it. Like, yeah.
1: oh. I'm not faking that. Come on.
2: Yeah, like, I want to be real. Like, this podcast is real as shit. And, like, I like yeah. it. I want to yeah. be like that
1: so Love it. i guess I w- just
2: being a human being
1: truthfully more than, truthful, yeah truthful.
2: more than like looked at as like a star plastic star kind of thing you know
1: yeah so Love it. that's it i'm gonna say this you're listening to your songs your lyrics are incredibly vulnerable and transparent so, your desire to be real, I want you to know in your songs thus far. I've listened to all of them. <laughs> I have yet to find something that is sugar-coated. So keep doing that. You're doing you're doing great.
2: Thank you Morgan, so much.
1: How can we support you? Where can we find you on the internet?
2: Um my Instagram is pretty much my biggest platform right now. It is the Morgan Justice. Justice is spelled just us. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah that's pretty much it i'll be starting youtube which will probably just be under morgan justice and all my music is on every platform under morgan justice so yeah that's pretty much it that's it
1: love it it's all going to be in the show notes listen to the songs follow her on instagram do all that good stuff morgan thank you so much for being on the show this was this was so much fun
2: thank you so much for having me this was great okay (laughs) bye All right, bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) That was the podcast. Next week, John Finn and Alan Long talking about the civil rights movement occurring across America. Uploads are Friday at 6 a.m. That's really early, so I'm probably going to sleep in and listen to it later. But the real reason everyone stayed around, why can't a nose be 12 inches? Because then it'd be a foot. Oh, we will see you guys next week in the show notes. Nick said that I could talk about whatever I want right now. So I hope you're still listening. This man is a legend. You know, he lives out of his car. He has his own podcast. He works a normal nine to five job. He's got all these other things that he's doing. The man's an animal. So... Keep listening to the podcast, share with your friends, and we appreciate you guys.